This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, welcome everyone. Brucham Abayim. So we have a what would the what would be we know Avira the Aramachim. Let's say one person in the Chabru is an Eretz Does that help for everybody else? Probably no. So we're uh, going to do the last Gemara in Parak Mutarois. Followed by the start of Ha'isha Rabbah. Now, the Gemara earlier wanted to make the following Kavachim. The Gemara compares the halachas of a woman falling to Yibam to a woman returning to be able to eat Shuma. The same way if a woman has a child, she is not Zakuk Liyibam. A Baskoyin who has a child from Yisrael does not return to eat the Shuma of her father's house. Now the Gemara earlier tried to make the following Kavachaymer. The Gemara said, if in a situation where a child from the first one is not like a child from the second one, in other words, if a woman has a child from her first husband and then marries a second guy or marries... Um, the Gemara says, if she marries somebody and she has a child and then marries someone else without children, she still does yibum. But nevertheless, if she's pregnant, it's like she had a child. So the Gemara said, then by truma, where a child from a first Yisrael is the equivalent of a child from the second Yisrael, certainly an Ubar should be like a, a child. And we should say, in other words, the case was a Bas Koyin, Shinnisus Yisrael, and she had a child, and then the husband died and she married someone else, and that person died without children. She's still Aser Bechuma. Right, the Gemara wanted to make a, a Kavachaymer that, let's just, get, I'm sorry, let's get it clear. That in a situation where the child from the first one is not like the child from the second one, Tapata from Yibam, and yet uh, uh, Ubar is like Yulud, so a place where they made the Vlad from the Rishine like the Vlad from the Sheni, certainly an Ubar should, should be like Yulud. So the Gemara asked the Pircha on that Kavachaymer. But that Kavachaymer is basically going to be the basis of four potential Kavachaymers at the end of this parak. Let's see what they are. The Gemara says a mnemonic. I'm sure this mnemonic will help everybody remember uh, this sugya. The mnemonic is Simen Amarle Loinase Maaseha Bemisa. Naase v'loi naase bevlad yavam utruma yibum utruma simen. That's the simen. Amar le Rav Yehuda mide askarta l'rava. Rav Yehuda from askarta said to Rava, loi naase meisim kechayim leinyan yibum mikavachaymer. We know that if a woman has a child from someone from a husband, and then after the husband dies, the child dies. 
That's a Yibam Buster, says Rabbi Huda Me'askarta, Tarava, we should not make a dead child like a living child, Le'inyan Yibam, we should not uh, abide by that from a Kavachayim. Umabamakim Shasa Vladman or Rishon Kavladman Asheni, if when it comes to Abbas Koyin, who marries a Yisrael, and she has a kid, and then the Yisrael dies, and she marries another Yisrael. She does not have a kid. She doesn't return to the Chuma of her father because Vladmin Arishan is like Vladmin Hasheni. And yet, if the child dies, she does go back to Ichuma Loyasa Mesim Kachayim. Then Maka and then Bayibam, Shalayasa Vladmin Arishan Kavladmin Hasheni. That if she was married to a guy and they had a kid, and then she's married to a second guy and they didn't have a kid. There she falls to Yibam. So the child from the first husband is not a Yibam buster. So that means by Yibam, it's, it's more difficult to destroy Yibam. So certainly, certainly if she has a child and the child dies, she should still be Zakuk Yibam. But the reason why she's not is, the ways of the Torah are pleasant. And if at the time that she falls, She's not going to be Zakuk Leibam. We're going to keep it that way. Ayin, Toysvis, Daf Bezam, and Aleph, the bottom Toysvis. And we had that Ian Sugya about almost two years ago. <laughs> okay, so um, that's the first potential Kavachimer. V'chol Nesi Voiseha Shalim. Now the Gemara says, V'nase Mesim Kechayim, Le'inyan Chuma. Why don't we say? That if by Yibam a dead child is like a living child, then we should say a dead child is like a living child regarding Truma, to bust her ability to eat Truma. If by Yibam, where it's hard to be a Yibam buster, that the child from the first husband will not destroy her when her second husband dies. We don't make the child from the first husband like the child from the second husband. Yet, a dead child from the second husband will be a Yibam buster. So if by Yibam, where it's not so easy to bust the Yibam, as evidence from the fact that a child from the first husband will not ruin the Zika from the second husband, and yet a dead child will, by Truma, we're... A son from the first Yisrael will ruin her ability to return to Yitshuma, even though the last marriage that she was in was the second husband. So certainly by Truma, where it's easy to be a Truma buster, certainly a dead child should destroy her ability to return to Yitshuma. But the reason why it doesn't, it says she could eat Truma, if she doesn't have children, Vahayimon, she doesn't have children. It's Xeris HaKasov. You're right, it's a Kavachaymer. But a Kavachaymer cannot override an explicit Pasuk. Now the Gemara tries another Kavachaymer. Venasa Vlad Minarishan Kevlad Minasheni Inyanibam Kavachaymer. Why don't we say that by Yibam, if she had a child from the first husband, it should destroy her falling from the second husband, from a Kabbalah If by Truma, where it's hard to destroy 
her ability to return to Yichuma. Because a dead child is not like a living child. Le'inyin Chuma. But yet, and yet, will bust her ability to eat Shuma, that a child from the first husband is like a child from the second husband. Then by Yibam, where it's much easier to bust the Zika, because Makam Shasamesim Kachayim, a dead child will bust the Zika, certainly a, a child from the first husband should bust the Zika like a child from the second husband. The only thing is, it's Xeris HaKasav, because by Yibam it says that he doesn't have a son, and this second husband doesn't have a son. Tamad Lomer, Ubein Ein Loi, Veha Ein Loi. And then finally, the final Kavachaymer, Veloi Nasev Vlad Min Arishen Kevlad Min Hashemi, Litruma Mi Kavachaymer. A child from the first Yisrael that the Baskain marries should not be like a child from the second A husband, the Bas Kain marries from a Kavachaymer. Uma b'makayim she'asa mesim kechayim. If by yibum, where it's easy to bust the yibum, because a dead child is like a living child, and a lepaitrum in a yibum, and still layasa vlad min arishan kevlad min asheni, and still where it's easy to bust the yibum, a child from the first marriage will not destroy her yibum from the second marriage. Then by truma, where it's very hard to bust her ability to return to Yitruma. Malkam shaloy asa meisim kachayim if by Truma, where we do not make a dead child like a living child. Le'inyin Truma. Enoi din shaloy nasa vlad min arishin kavlad min All the more so, we should not make a vlad from the first one like a vlad from the second one. Because by Truma, it's much harder to bust her ability to eat truma. So we should not say that a child from the first Yisrael should ruin her ability to return to eat truma when her second husband dies. Talmud Loimer, Einla. It says she doesn't have a child. Then she could eat truma. But she has a child, albeit from the first Yisrael. Hadrin Alach Yesh Mutarais. That concludes Perak 9. Now we begin. Okay, now, basically, it's very easy, except for when it gets hard. You just have to know a few basic rules. Normally, we only believe two aid him. One aid, an aid comes and says, you owe me a hundred bucks. It doesn't really have too much credibility. Maybe he could be Mechaev Ashvua, but usually an aid does not work. Regarding some in Yoni Mamanos, an aid echad could be Mechaev Ashvua Daraisa. However, when it comes to Arayos, Ein Davashav Erba Pachos Mishnayim. However, I believe in the times of Ram Gamliel, they allowed a woman to get married based on one witness. Why? We want to make it easier for a woman to get remarried. We don't know where her husband went. Her husband uh, disappeared. If we're going to require two Edim, then maybe she'll never be able to get remarried. So we could rely on the testimony of one witness. In combination with the following principle, and that is because if it ever happens that the husband walks in, we're going to consider the woman basically like a soita, like she was mazana. 
So we apply the rule, Ika daiko Isha daiko The woman, before she relies on this Eid Echad, is going to do her own independent research, and therefore that Chazaka, together with the Eid Echad, allows her to remarry. remarry. However, it's because she has the fear of God in her, that if the guy ever walks in, she's going to be usher, both to the new husband and the old husband, that therefore she'll make sure to check into it very well. And, however, if two Edom tell her that she could get me remarried, and then the guy walks in, so then, the halacha is, she is mutter to the original husband, because she relied on, on real evidence. She's not an oinus, and that's going to be an interesting uh, topic. Why isn't she an oinus? She relied on Edom. It's a very interesting sugya. Is rely, the night Behud has a tshuva on this, but Lamaisa. If a woman uh, relies on two Edim, she is not an Oynas. And however, we will uh, allow her to, and, and therefore she'll bring a carbon chatas, but she could go back to live with the first husband. So let's hear the story. Now, the woman who relies on one aid, we're going to give her all kinds of penalties. The Mishnah is going to write 16 penalties that, that um, she would get if she doesn't if she remarries and the guy walks in. A woman, her husband went overseas. And they came and they said to her, Your husband died. Now even though the Mishnah says, they came and they said to her, which implies two Edim, it's clear in the Mishnah later, it's talking about one Ed. And she married. And then her husband knocks on the door, Honey, I'm home! And he walks into the house and there's a guy sitting in his chair. He's making Kiddush. She's like a soita, she has to divorce both. She has to divorce both. She's like any Eishas Ish that's Mezane, Osir Labal, V'osir Labayal. Rashi says, I, the Rabbanon, trusted the Eid Misha Meguna. The whole reason they trusted her is because he should die But if the guy walks in, obviously she didn't do a good investigation. Fine. Not only that, she has to divorce both of them. She has to leave both of them. She needs to get from both of them. Now why would she need to get from the second guy? She was never married to the second guy. We'll see. She doesn't get a ksuba. She forfeits her ksuba. Like a zaina. And the Either guy that used her fruits and got benefit does not have to pay. Does not have to pay her back. She doesn't get supported. She does not get supported. Even if, let's say, the husband left on a trip and she had to borrow money to support herself, she doesn't get supported. Even either guy who wore out her that she brought into the marriage, she doesn't get compensated. Loyal zev loyal not on either husband. Vim not la mizel and let's say she collected it. So you say, okay, she can't take it away, she can't be moitzi, but what if she did? Could she keep it? No. Taxer, she has to return it. Not only that, vahavlad mamzer. Any child she has after that is a mamzer. Now from the second guy, we get it. She was never married to the second guy. She was married to the first guy. So if she has a kid with the second guy, 
that's a, a, that's a child from Eishasish. But why if she has a child from the first guy, is it a mamzer? Apparently the Chachamim treated it like a mamzer. Regarding the first guy, she's also considered an Eishasish. Mizeh Mizeh. Now, let's say these guys are Koyhanim. Could they be Matame to her? The second guy, of course not. Never married to her. Even the first guy can't be Matame to her. Penalty. Neither guy gets her Metziyos. We know a husband keeps what his wife finds. A husband keeps what? His wife earns. Don't tell her that, but that's the halacha. You own what your wife earns. He doesn't get her mitziyos. He doesn't get her ma'asiyadayim. He cannot annul her vows. Now, this is going to be the subject. These three cases will be the subject of Machalikas Tanoim. Because now you're penalizing him. Why should you penalize him for what she did? Why should he not get her mitziyos or her earnings or the right to annul her vows? But the Tanakhama says he loses that. Yisrael, if she was a the daughter of a Jewish man, a Yisrael Nifsalam and Akuna, she can never marry into Kuhuna, because she's considered a Zoinara, she says. Ubas Levi if she's the daughter of a Levi, she can't eat Maiser. Now why can't she eat Maiser? A Zoina is allowed to eat Maiser if she's a Bas Levi. It's a knas. Ubas Truma. The daughter of a Koyen cannot eat Truma. She's a Zoina. And neither inheritor is not of the first guy or the second guy get her ksuba. Now the Gemara is going to discuss, what do you mean they don't get her ksuba? Of course not. She doesn't get her ksuba herself. The Mishra already said she doesn't get her ksuba. So why do you need to say they don't yarshin it? Now, if either husband dies, the Tanakama holds, you do chalitza and you don't do yibam. You don't do yibam if the second guy dies, obviously, because she's never married to him. Why would you do chalitza then? It's a dindarabanan. From the first guy, you don't do yibam, it's a knas. But you still need to do chalitza. Now the Mishnah is going to quote various Tanoim that argue on these penalties, these 16 penalties mentioned in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi Oimer, Ksuba Sal Rabbi Yossi says, no, she gets a Ksuba and the first husband has to pay it. Rabbi Lazar Oimer, Rabbi Lazar says, Harishain Zakoi Vimetsiyasa Vimasiyadeha. Rabbi Lezer says the first guy merits her findings, her earnings, and her annulling her vows. Rabbi Shimon Oimer, that not so fast. You want to say that the first husband is usher to her like a soita? Fine. But that his brother should be usher to her as if she would be a soita? We're not going to go so far. 
Reb Shimon says the brother of the first husband could do Yibam or Chalitza. And it patters the Tzara. And vein of and a Mamzer. If he has a kid with her now, the child will not be a Mamzer. Fine. So you have 16 penalties and a Tanoam that dispute a number of them. Now this whole Reisha is talking about where she married with permission of Bezdin. Why is it called permission of Bezdin? It's called permission of Bezdin because normally we don't rely on an Eid Echad. So we can only rely on the Eid Echad because Bezdin explicitly gave permission. If she married without the permission of Bezdin, what that means is she married with two Edim. Why is that called without the permission of Bezdin? Because you don't need any special license of Bezdin to allow her to remarry. It's two Edim. That's, of course, admissible. So if she married based on two Edim, and then the guy walks in, Mutar's Lachsarlai, she could return to him. Nisseis Alpi Bezdin, if she gets married again based on Bezdin, it's an Eid Echad. Teitzei, she has to leave the first guy. Upoitram in carbon, but she's exempt from a carbon. Why? Because when an individual relies on Bezdin, you're potter from a carbon. Rashi says. But if you didn't, get married based on Bezdin. say you have to get divorced. Now what that means is, if there are two Edim, say from the second guy, if you did not marry based on Bezdin, because you married on two Edim, and then the guy walks in, obviously you have to leave the second guy, you can remain with the first guy, and in this case, you're chayv in a carbon. So even though in general, when you rely on two edim, it's more lenient, because when you rely on two edim, you could go back to the first husband. In a certain way, it's more chamor, namely, you'll have to bring a carbon. In this sense, the strength of bezin is strong, that exempts her from a carbon, as opposed to Tuedim. Hayru, okay, now, we said that when Bezdin allowed her to get married, and she got married based on one witness, so even though she has to uh, leave the first husband if the guy walks in, but we said she doesn't bring a carbon, because whenever you rely on Bezdin, you don't bring a carbon. But what about if they told her, okay, lady, your husband died, we have one witness, go get remarried. And she says, yeah, my husband died. I'll be loose. She doesn't marry. Instead, she is promiscuous. That's not called relying on Bezdin. You can only rely on Bezdin if you're following Bezdin's advice, namely that to get remarried. But if you're going to follow what Bezdin said, in order to be loose... She went and she was corrupt. Because Bezin only allowed her to remarry, they didn't allow her to be loose. Fine. Now we just need to say, set the record straight that the Reisha is not talking about Edim allowed her to get remarried, even though it says Ba'uva Amrula, but rather it's talking about one Eid. Says the Gemara, Midiktani Seifa, from the fact that the Seifa teaches Nisseis, Shalai Bershus, 
from the fact that the Seifa says, if she married without permission, she's mutter to retract, she's mutter to go back to him, from the fact that it says, if she married without permission, meaning with two Edim, she could go back to the original husband, Shaloi Bershus Bezden, and in the ratio, when it says, not with the Rishus of Sorry, from the fact that the Seifa says, if she married without Bezdin's license, because she had to aid him, she could go back to the first guy, we could be Medayik. It's talking about, it's not with the permission of Bezdin, but rather she could, she's relying on Edim. We can infer that the Reisha, Bershus Bezdin, is with the permission of Bezdin. And there's one witness. Alma Eidecha Neman. From here we see an Eidecha is Neman Surin. That means the Reisha, where she's relying, where it's the Rishosa Bezin, is one aid. And she's relying on one aid. So Zariah Eidecha Neman Surin. Alma Eidecha Neman. So now the Gemara is going to bring various proofs that one witness is Neman by matters of this. Utsnanami. Huxuku Liois Masian. Based on the din that we mentioned from Ram and Gamliel, that you could a woman could get remarried based on the testimony of one witness, they established the custom even to get married based on the testimony of one witness who heard from one witness. Or or even a woman, normally you can rely on Eidosisha, but you can rely on a woman who heard from a woman. Or the Isha Piyavan, an Isha who heard from an Evan, neither which is usually believed. Umi Pi Shivcha, or a woman who heard from a Shivcha. Amaidacha Mehemon. Utnanami, another proof. Eid Echad Oimer, one witness says, Achalta Chelev. Let's say a witness said, You ate forbidden fats. For who I mean, he says, I didn't eat. Pater. He's exempt. Why is he exempt? Because he denies it. But if he would have been silent, then the aid would be believed. So we see an, a witness is believed. Because if we're saying that the witness is believed, that means the guy could bring a carbon. That means... He, that the carbon has the status of a chatos and the kohanim could eat it. Kohanim cannot eat something that was not sanctified in the Beis HaMikdash. This, the only way this carbon is an effective carbon is if we say, Eid Echanem and Bisurin, we believe the Eid that in fact the person is Chayiv a carbon. So Gemara wants to know, how do I know that one witness is believed by Yisurim? The Tanya we learned in Abrai, so we darsh in the Pasuk, Oy hoida elav chatosai. Or the sin became known to him. He brings a carbon when the sin becomes known to him, but not when other people tell him. Yachal, I would think. I would think, even though. 
It says, Ur, he knows about the sin, but not other people tell him. When do you bring a chatas? When he knows about the sin. But not when other people tell him and he denies it. If other people tell him and he denies it, he's not chayev achatas. I would think if other people tell him and he doesn't deny it, Yehei Pater, Tamad Loimar, a love, Mikamaka, or he knows about it in any way, either on his own or someone tells him. If to aid him come like Kamachis, obviously he has to bring a carbon. Must be one person tells him. And if he doesn't deny it, the aid is believed. So we see because we darshan that if an aid tells him and he doesn't deny it, he has to bring a carbon. But but if he didn't do the avera, then the carbon's not effective, and they're eating kadshim. They're eating an, a, an animal that was not hukdash properly, and that's an iser daraisa. It must be edachanam and bisurin, because otherwise, why would he bring a carbon chatos when they say he ate chelav and he doesn't deny it? Sigmar says, "What kind of raya is that? Maybe I'll tell you. Really, edachad is not believed. But you know why he brings the carbon here? Because he was silent and shtika is kahayda. So it's not that we believe the aid." It's that his silence indicates that he knows he taka violated the Avera. Says Gemara, "My demishum demehemen." How do you know it's because the aid is believed? Demo mishum kashasik, or shtika kahidamia, kahidadamia. Shtika is like silence, and the Gemara now brings a raya that silent that shtika is like an admission. Shtika is like kahidah uh, is like an admission. Okay, Rabbi Sai, we made a good start in. Parak Ha'isha Raba, and um, a lot of fertile ground for Sunday morning. Wishing everyone a great night. Kaltav. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.